exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. In the next hour, we'll guide you through Spartan Sports, your favorite Detroit teams, and beyond. Call in with your thoughts at 517-432-3893. And now, let's kick off another hour of Sports Talk. Welcome into the basement tonight. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. on Impact 89 FM. Um, a full hour of sports coming your way, including talks about Delvon Rowe, the high, highly touted recruit out of Ohio, deciding between North Carolina and Michigan State tomorrow his chances of being a Spartan. We'll talk with Joe Rexroad of the Lansing State Journal, as well as women's golfer Sarah Brown, who will join us in just a few moments. Also, we'll talk about the ACC Big Ten Challenge, Michigan State basketball. We'll talk about Maurice Joseph, his probability to go or stay, and we'll talk about most important MSU football coming up in the spring game. But to start the show, obviously something that supersedes sports, that is 32 dead at Virginia Tech this afternoon and this morning. Uh, gunman th- kills 32, including himself, so the death total is 33. Four hospitals are reporting, 29 are wounded, and uh, obviously this attack is the deadliest school shooting in U.S. history. Uh, Juan, your thoughts when you first heard the news? Well, I was definitely shocked. I I heard the story about, uh, i say about noon, um, when I was getting a little bit of lunch. So, I mean, it's one of those things that you really don't want to think about, especially as a student, you know, because... You see a lot of situations here where it's similar to, to you know, their campus. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids in, in close quarters, and the fact that a gunman will come in and the situation that it puts a large majority of people in, is it puts a little fear in you. Obviously, being a college student, we've seen nothing like that here at Michigan State. Yeah, we've seen our common scuffle at a party or outside of class, whatever it may be, but uh, this this is just astounding when I first heard the news uh, two dead, that's two two lives that are taken, two families that are notified, and now the number dr- drastically increases as the gunman goes for, for round two in the afternoon. What what gets me is is where is this guy in between? Kills at 7 a.m. and then later in the, in the afternoon walks into a classroom and opens fire. Um, obviously that brings us to the question, how safe is Michigan State? How vulnerable do you feel now going into class that uni- that buildings are just wide open, anybody can walk in. Uh, it's just something you really don't think about, unfortunately, till an event like this happens. Brigitte, your thoughts on the whole situation? Um, it's just very disheartening to hear that another type of incident like this could happen, especially after all the aftermath that went on with Columbine. It's especially hard to believe that it would happen in college, let alone where you know most kids they go to school hoping to feel safe. And then you hear something like this, and it does, like you say, bring up the question, how safe do you feel going to classes where even in your dorms, you know, pretty much anybody can walk in during the day, your classrooms, there's really no protection. So just raises one of those issues. What do we have to do now to protect our students? Absolutely. Clearly this is a Spartan sports wrap, but when you have national tragedies, as unfortunate as this one is, they have to be addressed. Um, in his, one of his last shows, he's decided to transfer. His name's Steve. We call him the Rook. He'll be heading to Purdue University to be a Boilermaker. Obviously, Michigan State raised tuition. Didn't help. <laughs> obviously influenced his, uh, tu- his decision as being an out-of-state student. Uh, but, Steve, your thoughts on the whole situation at Virginia Tech? Uh, I think it's very tragic what happened in, at Virginia Tech. The deaths are really sad. But on the whole safety thing, 
I don't really feel any less safe that this happens because the odds are so in my favor to be safe and something of like this happening is literally one in a billion so yeah you really think you really think about an unfortunate situation like this uh an unnamed gunman he he has not been identified yet they he obviously killed himself after this i don't know how you uh, i won't speculate on i won't go any further than that about this terrible man uh but 30 people 32 people dead one plus one the shooter kills himself and then you have 29 wounded if if my sister, brother, cousin, son, daughter goes to that university, what's going through my head? It's not just a single incident, one person dead, and, and what was referred to as a domestic abuse case that obviously turned into a killing spree. Um, what Going through your mind as a parent, you, you've got to be on the horn. I know that uh, today on ESPN, uh, Joe Shad, the college football reporter, said the college football coaches at Virginia Tech were busy contacting all 110 players I mean, if you look at a campus of probably around 30,000 plus or minus, you know, I'm just guessing. Uh, but obviously, uh, the the probability of knowing someone that was killed is is very high. It's very realistic. And, and, and that's just what makes it so sad of a situation is, um, is it is something that you can't really protect against. There isn't really no me- mechanism that can be put in place on a, on a daily type routine to pr- to guard against a situation like this. So it's just one of those things where, I mean, you live and learn, but at the same time, your hands are almost tied behind your back when it comes to trying to protect against something like this. Absolutely. An unfortunate situation at Virginia Tech, but as we promised, we bring in women's golfer Sarah Brown, second lowest scoring average in Michigan State history, and she's looking forward to playing in this spring's Big Ten Championship hosted by Michigan State. And we welcome in Miss Sarah Brown. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Hey, we appreciate your time as you guys are in season, and I'm sure you're busy with school. And uh, just how how is the season going for you thus far? I know you got a big date at the Big Ten Championships here in East Lansing, uh, but how has the season gone for you so far? We know you battled injury, but obviously you've been successful so far. Yeah, I did. I um, I had tendonitis in my foot over Christmas break, but I came back and I've been doing well. I won in the fall actually, so that was exciting. And our team is playing well, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited to host Big Ten and hopefully get a win out of that. All right. Clearly, as we as we talked about earlier today, you grew up in Arizona. So so so, what drew you to Michigan State? Obviously, not the great weather that you get out in Arizona, and I'm sure that the golf the golf courses in Arizona are probably that much better as well. But but, what drew you to Michigan State? Um, I just liked our coach a lot. Our personalities got along great from the first moment we talked on the phone, and I came on a visit here and met the team, and it just felt like this is the place for me. So. I came here, and I've loved it ever since. Granted, in the wintertime, I do get very cold, and I probably layer up more than anyone you've ever met. But other than that, um, it's not too bad. So I like it. All right, so growing up as as a woman, obviously growing up, I, I, around me, it was golf wasn't the thing to do, really. I mean, I had a sister. She wasn't really into golf. How did you become involved in such a niche sport, especially as a female? Okay, my brother is 23 right now, so he's two years older than I am, and he's been golfing since he was three years old. So he actually played, and I had to go out to tournaments with him and watch, and I, and everyone wanted me to play, and I was like, no, golf is that. That's for my brother. I don't do that. You know, golf's dumb, stuff like that. And um, he's like, no, I'll teach you. So when I was eight years old, he took me to the driving range, and well, my parents took us, obviously, because my brother couldn't drive or anything, but 
Um, he took out, we went out to the driving range and he taught me to hit the ball and I went out and I won my first tournament that I ever played in. And I think I won like a pink golf ball and a trophy. And I told myself, wow, if I keep getting all this pink stuff, then I'll keep playing. So uh, that's when I started. Clearly a fan of pink, but we're talking, we're talking with junior Sarah Brown, Michigan state women's golfer. Um, first of all, you have three top 20 finishes in a row. Could you be golfing any, any better right now heading into the, the end of this month in the Big Ten Championships? I am just practicing, practicing, practicing to keep that swing in gear and ready for the Big Tens. I got second last year at Big Tens, and I am definitely ready to win, <laughs> so, uh, team-wise and individually. So, All right. Obviously, there's a big mental aspect in golf, especially for both men and women. How do you prepare yourself uh, to play so many holes in so many different courses throughout the season in the year? I think I'm just used to it, having golfed for so long. I just I just am like, okay, it's just another tournament. Go out there. You know what to do. You've played for, whatever, 12, 13 years. It's kinda, I just kind of get used to it, I think. All right, obviously, coming up at the end of the month, Big Ten Golf Championships here at Michigan State. Um, clearly an advantage to you having played the course for now, what, three years? Mm-hmm. So, so do you feel like you have an edge up on the competition, obviously, because you're going to be playing in your backyard, sleeping in your own bed, and then getting up and going over to Forest Acres? Yes, I actually think we do. Um, Purdue and ourselves, Michigan State, are the two highest-ranked teams in the Big Ten, and Purdue has actually never played our course before. So we are very excited to have an up on them for sure. They are ranked very highly in the country right now. So we are really excited to have that for us. And stats show, I guess, that my score has not been the greatest at Forest Acres, but I uh, I think it owes me some. So I'm hoping for it at Big Ten. All right, rumor has it that you hit a hole-in-one when you were 11 years old. C- can you explain this? <laughs> true. It's not a rumor. It's true. True story. I was 151 yards, and I was playing a practice round for a tournament I had. My mom and my dad were driving me in the cart, and I hit a seven-wood. And I went to pick up my tee, and my dad kept yelling, get in the hole, get in the hole. And I looked up at my dad and was like, yeah, right, Dad, because he used to always joke with me on every par three that it was in the hole. So um, I turn around and look on the green, and there's this guy standing on the green shouting, it's in the hole, it's in the hole. And I took off from the tee box to the green, and my dad always says that it's like the fastest 150-yard dash he's ever seen. So, yeah. We're here with Sarah Brown, women's golf. She's a junior here at Michigan State, clearly having an outstanding career thus far, second lowest scoring average in Michigan State women's golf history, uh, ready to take on the Forest Acres course, as she always does when at home, because the Big Ten Championships are hosted by Michigan State. How excited are you? Uh, for the university to be hosting such a prestigious event. We are really excited. We have posters up everywhere. We want everyone to come out and watch. It's a great course, and there's going to be a lot of good teams here. So I think I think it's just it's just big to host a big tournament like this. We get to have a um, banquet in the football, um, like in the stadium, the new newly built part of the stadium. So we're pretty excited about that. And it's just fun to, like like you said before, have like a home course advantage i guess coming up that'll be coming up on the 27th 28th and 29th of this month that's in east lansing at forest acres golf course so 
that is where the Women's Golf Big Ten Championship Championships will be held. So Sarah Brown will be out there doing her best. to this. Will, if you win that, will this be your first Big Ten Championship, hopefully? It will. It will. And, oh, for big for Michigan State, you mean? Yeah. For, how about for you as, a, as an indi- as individual, individual golfer? Yeah, if I won, it would be my first Big Ten championship. If our team won, we won. We actually won the last one in 2001. So before I was here, they won a Big Ten championship. So we're trying to get a ring for our seniors leaving. All right, Sarah, so we've, we, we've seen it throughout the past couple of years, the transition of women's golfers playing on the PGA Tour. Oh, man. Your thoughts on would you, if you ever made it to the professional level, which I think you will, would you ever consider <laughs> – uh, playing on the P- on the PGA Tour just for a weekend event that some golfers have already done? Um, actually, no. I think that if I was, I think the only woman ever to be allowed to play on the PGA would be Annika Thornstam because she has proven herself in women's golf and she has given it her all and she's won everything there is to have won. So I think she deserves it out of anyone I could think of that could play with the men. But me personally, I don't really feel like I want to play with the men. They're good, and I'm not saying that they're better than women, but the courses are longer. I hit it kind of far for being little, but I don't hit it that far. And I just feel like I want to be known for women's golf and doing well in LPGA. And if that, I mean... I don't know. I'm just not. I, I'm just not a fan of that. I guess. <laughs> no, nonetheless, you have to be appreciative of the fact that women's golf is gaining so much interest from even major companies, Nike. Uh, oh. sh- that women's golf is really putting themselves on the map by I going agree. out and and because if if someone qualify if a woman goes on the PGA and qualifies, clearly they have beaten a man at their quote own sport. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with that. Like the Michelle Wee thing. She has been actually like invited to play in tournaments, so I think if you do want to play in a men's tournament, you should earn your spot and go qualify against them like, like the other pros do, because if you just are given a spot and you haven't proven yourself with the men, then I don't think you really deserve it. But um, it does give women's golf a lot of recognition, but so are all of the young girls that are coming out, like the Morgan Pressels and the Paula Kramers and all these girls that are like, 18, 19, 20 years old that are coming out and winning and they're they're hyping up women's golf and that's great and it's good to hear and I can't wait to be out there. We're talking with junior Sarah Brown of Michigan State women's golf team getting ready to head into the Big Ten Championships in just a couple weeks here on her home course of Forest Acres. All right, so the LPGA Tour, is this is obviously a realistic goal for you. What's it going to take and what do you have to do to get there? Okay, um... Just a lot of practice still. I'm not quite ready, but with with the help of people here and people back in Arizona, I should be able to make it. Um, we have to go through qualifying school, just like on the PGA Tour. That's at the, um, I think it's in December. I'm not quite sure yet, but it's, it's the end of the year and just a lot of hard work and a lot of practice and hopefully some luck on some bad shots and you'll get in. So I can't wait. Hey, Sarah, we thank you for your time. We know you're tremendously busy. Sarah Brown, Michigan State Women's Golf. Good luck at the Big Ten Championships. Thank you. Come out and watch. (laughs) That was Sarah Brown, Michigan State Women's Golf. She's a tremendous golfer, second lowest scoring average in Michigan State history. Speaking of golf, golfer Matt Harmon, who we we have had on this very show, finished atop the Robert Kepler Intercollegiate Golf Tournament this past weekend. So big ups to golfer Matt Harmon. Uh, but more props go to Sarah Brown for coming on the show tonight. Very appreciative 
of her efforts tonight on the Spartan Sports Wrap. If you're just tuning in, this is the Spartan Sports Wrap. We try to do the best sports coverage in the East Lansing area. The number is 517-432-3893. You want to catch me on the email? I've got it up. It's Duggar. That's me at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Please no spam or no viruses. Duggar <laughs> at gmail.com. I'll take all your questions, all your comments. Am I terrible? Am I great? I'd like to think secondary. But 517-432-3893, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about this tragedy at Virginia Tech, and we'll get into some talk about Delvon Rowe, the highly prized recruit coming out of Ohio. Is he going to pick North Carolina or Michigan State tomorrow when he announces at 2.30? Also, we'll talk a little MSU football, and a basketball player with the last name Joseph is on his way to Syracuse. I'll tell you who it is and if he's from Michigan State. Stay with us. This is the Spartan Sports Rep on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that smoking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89 Second Play. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m. Monday through Friday will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. More importantly, you're tuned in to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. If you miss us, you want to catch us, we're on the web at www.impact89fm.com. But more importantly, I'm going to talk for more than 89 seconds, contrary to that commercial. This is my show, the Spartan <laughs> Sports Wrap. Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m., the number 517-432-3893. We're talking all things sports. Uh, but there are some things that usurp sports, and that is the case as we start the show tonight. At least 32 dead at Virginia Tech, um, plus obviously the shooter who, whose cowardly self took his own life to, to finish the quote-unquote damage that is obviously going to string out for years. Imagine the, the be of that parent that gets that call. Unreal. Kids that are in the, obviously, you want, you'd like to say the prime of their lives taken from, from just a, a tragedy that could have been prevented it wasn't like a, a plane crash or something right. something went wrong someone made the decision to do this and this is terrible um i don't think msu is particularly vulnerable i think the administration here has made steps obviously anything can happen but i think they've made steps obviously you see it Ki- kids students were upset with the new dorm policy 
the you know leave the ID at the front door type thing. All doors are locked at midnight. Um, but obviously, if if I'm a young person here at Michigan State and I see a story like this, you know I can see some of the credibility behind legislation like closing the doors and requiring to leave IDs at midnight. So uh, with that being said, how do you how do you repair this this situation, Juan? Is is there anything? Uh, that Michigan, you see any moves Michigan State is going to make uh, to further security issues here on campus, or or, or what's your synopsis of the situation? Um, well, personally, I don't really think Michigan State's really going to do anything different. Um, far as Virginia Tech, I, I think the aftermath of that is is yet to be seen. Uh, the psychological impact that that event's going to have on that entire student body, the the faculty, the groundkeepers, everyone who's tied to that university, just the fact that they're still slated classes tomorrow, you know, how how are the kids going to respond to, to just getting up and going to class tomorrow? So, I mean, it's one of those tragedies that you can't really prepare for, and the, the fact that it goes so so bad so quickly in that type of situation is is, is one that, that really, really doesn't look well. But as far as, like, here at Michigan State, um, I guess the only thing you could do is try to it, it just increase knowledge, try to try to get output out there, try to get counseling out there, try to open up hotlines because obviously a person who, who would do something like this is either deranged or in stress or, or just need help or someone to talk to, anything. So try to reach out and, and get in contact with as many people as you can and, and just try to build friendships and try to help people out before they get to this point where they feel the whole world's against them and they have no other options and, and just lash out like this. The number's 517-432-3893. If you'd like to comment, if you'd like to drop an email, it's danduggar, D-A-N-D-U-G-G-E-R at gmail.com. Brigitte? Maybe at residence halls, they might try to implement a little bit more stricter policies. I don't see how much stricter it can get, but maybe instead of being a little bit looser towards the end of the year, they might go back to that strict policy of making sure that everybody... Um, leaves their ID. They make sure there's no way for students to leave. The side doors open at night. Anything like that. Um, maybe they start locking classrooms once students are in. But I mean, I don't really see how they could do that or anything. But yeah. it's just it's too strict to try and implement all these new policies on the one chance that you know something could go wrong. But it definitely makes you think that. I mean, even just being in college, you always just have to be careful, and especially as a woman. You know that, you know, at night you have to be careful. During the day you do too. So it's just disappointing that something this tragic has to happen still. Uh, I agree with that. It's too hard for that. But in Edmonds, where I live, they have the IDs where you have to swipe to get into your floor, unlike Holden and other dorms. So if they implement that into more dorms, that would be the only thing I could see. So do you feel safer living in your dorm rather than living in one of the South Complex dorms that doesn't have an ID verification system just to get on the floor? I don't really feel any more safe or unsafe, but that's something they could do. Obviously, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if you see President Luana Simon take a stance and, and you know maybe put out a presser on this one because she always seems to be proactive in all situations regarding um, local universities, and I'd say even nationally. Uh, she's going to put her two cents in. It seems like everywhere I look, her quote is in some story about something. So not that it's a bad thing, um, but obviously Michigan State, if we want to be at the forefront, but like you said, Brigitte, there's a fine line about you know where you're going to be intruding on people's privacy. This can't be a prison. So obviously back to square one, let Juan said, you know there have to be these 
you know, helplines, these areas. And I think Michigan State does have a lot of clubs, a lot of things that people can get help at. And I think it's publicized well. You see it mm-hmm. in, in the newspa- local newspapers, obviously broadcast probably through these very airways. So hopefully that something this tragic doesn't happen again anywhere, uh, let alone Michigan State, because, wow, 33 people dead in Virginia Tech this afternoon. So our thoughts, prayers, and best wishes to those families that they can get over this shocking situation. When we get back, we'll have more sports for you on the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight. That's what we do, and we try to do it the best. Delvon Rowe, is he going to be a Spartan or a Tar Heel? We'll find out tomorrow. And like I said, basketball player with the last name Joseph coming out of Canada. He is going to be a Syracuse Orangeman. Is it Maurice or is it somebody else? We'll talk Mojo next on the Spartan Sports Rep. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. All the gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, the Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Impact Exposure. This is a Spartan Sports Wrap. More importantly, I'm Dan Duggar, your host. Want to get a hold of me? It's dandugger at gmail.com. The number's 517-432-3893. Thoughts and prayers going up for those affected at Virginia Tech today. 33 dead. 32 victims are dead today and many more injured. So our thoughts and prayers with those at Virginia Tech, their families, their friends. But we proceed on in this sad, sober Monday night. Delvon Rowe, is he going to be a Spartan? This kid is ranked number five nationally. He was recently in the state of Michigan playing in a national all-star game. We're going to be joined by Joe Rexroad in a few minutes. He's the beat reporter for Michigan State. He does such a great job over at the Lansing State Journal. He's He attended the prep spotlight all-star extravaganza. That featured uh, Michigan State recruits Darrell Summers, Kalen Lucas, also Coperiel Harris, who is a highly touted recruit out of Detroit, and and many more. Just talking about the depth that the state of Michigan has, and and today I was thinking about that. You know, thinking about the quality of basketball players that have that have come out in the past couple of years. You know, if you can put a top ten basketball players across the nation, we see them everywhere. Uh, we see a Conference USA Player of the Year, Chris Roberts, Robert Douglas. Yeah, Chris Doug. C C Doug mm-hmm. and Chris. So so now we're we're. Well, I'd like to brainstorm. Uh, you know, we think not in any particular order, but we think of, you know, top 10 players. Uh, it comes to mind Malik Harrison. We think of Joe Crawford. But more importantly, right now, we think Joe Rexroth of, Lan- <laughs> of the Lansing State Journal. He joins us now. Big Joe, what's going on? How's it going over there? Man, it's been a while since you've been on the show, so clearly our ratings have just been terrible. So thank you for <laughs> blessing us with your presence tonight. I'm sure they'll explode tonight now. You're looking at a big spike. 
I'm, I'm hoping for it, man. My, my neck is on the line tonight. But Joe Rexroad, Lansing State Journal, joining us. First of all, the hot topic on everyone's mind, Delvon Rowe. He's going to announce tomorrow, 2.30, whether or not he's going to be a Spartan or a Tar Heel. What's your thoughts on Delvon Rowe? Well, first of all, I don't think there's anyone uh, in North America who thinks he's going to announce for North Carolina. But, hey, you know, a, a week ago everyone was positive that, uh, you know, Michigan State was out of it and, and North Carolina was a lock. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But, uh, I mean, obviously all signs point to Michigan State. And, uh, you know, if he does commit tomorrow, then he – and, of course, he can't sign until the fall. I, I think he's the biggest recruit here since uh, – since Shannon Brown in 2003, and certainly going by the rankings, that's true. He, he would be the most, the highest rank uh, ranked recruit since Brown, who was a top five guy in 2003. So clearly, Coach Izzo, he really doesn't go after nationally ranked. He does. He doesn't really care about a national rank, does he? Coach Izzo is uh, targeting players that are going to fit his system and that he can coach up. Do you think? Do you think Coach Izzo's not really uh, concerned with these rankings? But it's a nice addition that he is the number five ranked player nationally. Well, I mean, I, I, be, I mean, I think any coach doesn't follow those rankings, and in a lot of cases, those rankings are shaped. I mean, they're shaped a lot of what they do in AAU ball because people get to see in the summer. But also, they're shaped by what programs are after these kids. You know, I mean, that that a kid's ranking can go way up, way down. If Duke and North Carolina get down, a kid, you see his ranking shoot up. So, you know, I, I think what you said is right that Izzo doesn't he doesn't always go after the top top guys. He's been burned a few times before with people leaving early, although. You know, I mean, even Zach Randolph helped him get to the Final Four in 2001. But, uh, you know, the thing about Delvon Rowe is he's, he's highly ranked, but m- most people don't see him as necessarily like a one-and-done or even two-and-done type guy. And I saw him for the first time Saturday night, got to see him play, and he's a tremendous player. But I, I also think that he's, you know, at 6'8", as a post player, probably a guy who's going to play at least three years in college. So your, your thoughts on Delvon Rowe as a player? Clearly, you, you've seen him in person. I haven't. Um, what, what is he going to provide? Is he, is he going to be a transition guy? Is he going to be able to attack the rim? What is Delvon Rowe going to bring to Michigan State if he does commit verbally and then hopefully sign in the fall with Tom Izzo and the Spartans? Yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's something they definitely uh, need, and that is a guy who is just going to attack the rim. He's very good inside. He's, I mean, he's a guy that I, I can see him being a dominant post player in college. Not uh, not a space eater necessarily, but he's just so quick. He's a lefty. He turns both ways. He has an assortment of moves, very good footwork around the basket, very explosive leaper. And he's just – I've heard the comparison before I saw him of Antoine Jameson, you know, interestingly enough, a Tar Heel. And I, I like that comparison. Uh, a type of guy who just gets the ball up into the rim or gets to the rim before the defense can even react. He's just so fast. And he's definitely going to be a good player in transition. He runs the floor well. He rebounds. Now, you know, Delvon's future, of course, when he looks at his future and thinks about the NBA, he knows that he probably needs to develop more of an outside game and be more of a three-man, a three-four type versatile player. And I think he's going to work on that a lot in the next year. He took a couple threes the other day. Didn't look bad taking them. Didn't make them. But, you know, he's developing that part of his game. But as far as – you know, what he can do inside, he's ready right now to be a big-time college player. Joining us is Lansing State Journal, former Spartan Joe Rexroad. He's on the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight. Joe, while we have you, we're going to keep these ratings boosting, I'm sure. Uh, mo- the Mojo situation, obviously, uh, I'm familiar with Mojo. Um, I think that you know it's not necessarily a, a, a firm yes that he's gone, but uh, what's your thoughts on, on Maurice Joseph in Michigan State? Well, you know, he's looking at uh, you know places to transfer, so I would say that unless, barring 
you know, just uh, a crazy string of events where he can't find a suitable place. I, I think you could count him as gone. You know, interestingly, his brother, younger brother Chris Joseph, who is a six-seven wing, a pretty hey, you can't you can't sell that, Joe. I was I was I was making our fans wait to <laughs> to tell him which Joseph was going to Syracuse. Oh man! So, so hey, but guess what? The younger brother Chris Joseph is going to Syracuse. Go on, Joe. Go on. Yeah. So so I wonder if, uh, and I don't know Syracuse's uh, situation with scholarships. I know they've got some bigger crews coming this year, but I wonder if uh, they would have room for Maurice Joseph and. You know, I'll tell you what, he, he could be a guy, he provides some shooting, and they, they play that zone all the time, and maybe that, uh, you know, that might... Won't have to play much man-to-man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, maybe maybe that would work out. And, of course, he could play with his brother. He would have to sit out next year, and then he would be eligible as a junior when his uh, brother is a freshman in the fall of 2008. So maybe that would work out perfectly. And, of course, that's going, you know, east, closer to home, which is Montreal. So, uh but I think either way, I think he will find a spot somewhere and uh, and land. And then, of course, that means Michigan State will be able to add a third player for uh, 2008 to join Corey Lucius and, as everyone expects, Delvon Rowe. Do you, do you think that they'll extend that? If it happens, they'll extend the scholarship to Austin Thornton? Well, see, I, for one thing, I actually talked to Austin Thornton the other day, and he said he is getting some help with academic uh Grants because he's uh, an excellent student. You know, I, I guess it's possible uh, partially, but I'm not sure. Uh, that, that, you know, I'm not sure year to year how it'll work out. I guess we'll have to see how it all pans out. I think next year he would be able to be on scholarship or at least fill out the rest of the scholarship that isn't paid for already. But then the year after that, if they if they uh, add a player to 08, then he would probably be off scholarship again. Okay, so the Mojo rumors to Vermont, do you think that has any credibility behind it at all? I don't think it does. I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I mean, I've heard Xavier. I know, uh, you know, there's a possibility with Dayton, of course, Brian Gregory. Uh, down there, I've heard Cincinnati. You know, I've heard a, a few different places. I mean, Arizona State, Herb Sendek. The same uh, guy who wanted him at North Carolina State? Exactly, recruited him. But I think Mojo wants to stick northeast. So I don't think that's going to happen. So, and I'm not sure about the Vermont thing. I mean, you know, that's that's an interesting thought, and of course that would be very close to home. Yeah, about two hours from from uh, Montreal. But Joe Rexroad, Lansing State Journal, joining us. One more for you, Joe, because I know your time is very valuable. You're a very desired journalist out here on the airwaves. I hear you all the time, Joe. Uh, Michigan State football. Uh, uh, what area has been addressed by Coach D'Antonio? Where have you seen the most improvement during spring ball? Well, we got to see the scrimmage the other day, which was, uh, you know, actually we all really appreciate the chance to go in there and watch it. Three and a half hours of football, though, you know, that, that's, that might be a little bit too much spring football for some people, including me. But, you know, it, it was interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely noticed that they're hitting. They're hitting hard. And, and obviously, D'Antonio is trying to bring uh, physicality back a little bit. I think that's flipped the last couple of years. Um, you know, I thought Javon Ringer looked outstanding the other day. I mean, it, I, don't, I think the worries about his knee, uh, you know, can be put aside, which is amazing considering that he's he's injured it severely twice, you know, in the last four years. But he looks great. He loves uh, this new, you know, with the fullback and running straight ahead rather than a lot of the zone plays out of the spread. So, And I thought Brian Hoyer uh, looked outstanding too. I think that, you know, I, I don't think there's any major surprises in that. I think Michigan State's strength next season is going to be you know, that they have a lot of good skill position players on offense. And, you know, the big question, of course, is going to be that defense. And, 
it's just too early for me to tell how much uh, how much progress they're making. But I do know that Pat Narduzzi is very highly regarded as a defensive coordinator, and uh, I think if nothing else, he's going to have them playing more physical defense. And it sounds like things are going to be a little more simple, and they're going to have a lot fewer communication errors. And that right there should make a difference. Hey, his name's Joe Rex- Joe Rexroad. He's got a blog. It's called Hey Joe. He also writes for the Lansing State Journal. Hey Joe, we appreciate the time. All right, Dan. Good talking to you. We'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. Joe Rexroll, Lansing State Journal. When we get back, we'll talk about how Chris Joseph, the little brother, not very little, six foot six, to Mojo, Maurice Joseph, has committed to Syracuse verbally. We'll talk about Michigan State football and University of Michigan loses a key running back. We'll talk about that when we return to the Spartan Sports Rep on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Well, when Dan, Dewan, Brigitte, and Steve are on the mic, there's no more prime time. Can't get any more prime time than that, can it, Can't beat it. Can't beat it. You want to join us? 432-3893 is the number. Duggar at gmail.com is the inbox if you'd like to shoot me a message or if you'd like to criticize me in any way possible. Um, that's all up to you. Duggar at gmail.com or hit us up on the phones. 517-432-3893. Miss a show, want to download it, check out impact89fm.com. Meanwhile, your boy, Brian Hoyer, ap- appears to be playing well, Juan. Yeah. So, all, like you've been saying all along, Juan, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of you and I on this show, Juan. Very quickly. You know, that's as far as our relationship extends, but, you know, <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're going to make it here. Uh, so, uh, well, before we transition, though, to football, it's obviously spring football. The spring game is coming up Saturday, 1.30 p.m. It's, it is – everybody can attend. Right. We, we can't talk about monetary issues because I'm so clamped by, you know, our situation as a nonprofit station. So, Delvon Rowe to be a Spartan one. He announces tomorrow at 2.30. Uh, is he going to be in the green and white? I don't know. That's a, that's a definite tough call. Um, I could see a strong argument why he would come here, and I could see a strong argument why he would want to go to North Carolina. Um, if he goes to North Carolina, they're definitely going to be a strong contender with the guys they have returning. I know Tyler Hansborough is going to come back. So Ty, uh, Is Ty Lawson staying or going? I think he's going to stay. I think he's going to stay because – Towards the end of the season, a little bit more of his game started to get exposed and some of those weaknesses and his and his perimeter defense especially started to come out. But he's a terrific athlete. He plays with a lot of heart and he's strong. So, I mean, if he enters the draft, I'm pretty sure he will get drafted mid-late first round. But I'm thinking he's going to come back to make a stronger impact. 
Yeah, I'm not too. Sh- I'm not gonna go ahead and put all my marbles in on Delvon Road. It'll be great if we get him, but come on, let's be realistic. If I'm if I'm Gary Williams, here here's my recruiting pitch. Here's my recruiting pitch at Delvon Road. Okay, the last two times we've we've uh, the last two out of the last three years in the NCAA tournament, we faced Michigan State. We've beaten Michigan State. Right. In 2005, take a look look at my hand. Do you see this ring? We won the national championship. Did you see the draft class of 2005? How many Tar Heels? were taken in that first round, in that lottery that got paid. You know, do you see the tradition? You're going to be wearing Michael Jordan shoes. You're going to be wearing Jordan symbols on your outfits. I don't care. That may seem little, but to a high schooler coming up, you're wearing Jordan. Okay, there's only a few universities that do that. What, Cincinnati, uh, Syracuse, North Carolina? That's off the short list, off the top of the head. Yes, off the top of the head. Okay, if I'm – there is a clear argument. If this this young man, all six foot eight of him – Number five player ranked nationally goes to North Carolina. You, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it. But it seemed like all along Delvon Rowe was going to choose North Carolina because of his ties. I believe a former Tar Heel actually went to his high school mm-hmm. and graduated. I can't recall his name. but And then it comes into the Michigan State play. Okay, We just went to our 10th straight NCAA tournament. A few years back, North Carolina was in shambles, if we remember correctly. They did not make the tournament. But then we think... National championship in, in 2000. But you know what? I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to be blunt and honest. We need another one. That one's getting old. We keep looking and turning Real to quick. it and pointing to it in the rafters. We need another one. Okay, obviously hockey got the job done. But obviously we need another championship. Brigitte, you think Delvon Rowe is going to take Michigan State or North Carolina? If you're Delvon Rowe, Brigitte, all, you know, <laughs> five foot eight basketball player yourself, you know, who are, what are you, where are you going and why? Well, I'm partial to the Spartans, so I would like to say that he was going to come here. But – I mean, playing under Coach Williams, you know, like you said, all the aspects of Michael Jordan, I can't even imagine how it would be for a kid growing up. I mean, he's like the emblem of basketball, what you hope to aspire to be one day. So, I mean, it'd be hard not to pick UNC. But then you got to look at the other side, and here you have Coach Izzo, who is a great coach, motivational to all his players. Like, you know, kids dream of playing under him too now. So, I mean, it really could go either way, but I'm hoping he comes to state. Absolutely, and that would that would be past my tenure if I'm on this if I'm on the four year <laughs> graduation plan. It'll be past my tenure, and I think I am. Uh, but hopefully, speaking of today, I hope you got your taxes done. Uh, I think I think those were due today. Yeah, to, just, I was at the post office at one thirty one. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. I had some issues with my taxes. I'm not. Uncle Sam's not too happy with Dan right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know what? We're all, we're all right. We'll we're make all, it. We'll make we're it. going to make it. But, yeah, North Carolina has a valid point and valid credentials to get Del Monroe. So don't be a surprised. This is a 17-year-old kid. I mean, he's six foot eight. yeah, but the but the maturity, he's yes, I'll go ahead and say I don't know the man, but he, obviously he's not going to be mature, mature like a 30, 40-year-old. Exactly. So he this kid, this kid could be tricking us. This kid could be saying one thing behind closed doors. Certain things happen in college basketball, okay? Exactly. AU coaches are paid. You know, it's not even talk to the high school coach anymore. It's talk to the AU coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, certain things go on behind. I'm not calling North Carolina a dirty program, but come on. If I'm a high school kid and I'm sitting in class and Michael Jordan calls my cell phone, Trust me, I'm going to listen. And I'm sure in the recruiting process, Irving Magic Johnson has made some phone calls. I saw a picture of Delvon in, in Magic at the Notre Dame game. I've seen pictures of Delvon with Coach Williams with the national championship ring on his hand. So there it is. It's going to be a tough decision. Come on, Michigan State, North Carolina, but go ahead, Juan. A lot of politics, a lot of politics involved in that decision. Um, 
the tradition at North Carolina is just so hard to beat. I mean, the roster of all-time North Carolina team, you know, they have the Jerry Stackhouse, Eric Rasheed Wallace. If you go back further, the James Worthy, Worthies, the the Sams. I mean, it's just it's just talent and talent and talent. You know, every year if you commit to North Carolina, you're going to be a contender. You know, there always seems to be one piece away if they're not winning or competing for the national championship. But if Roe was to come here, um, I think he would have a definite impact immediately. The athleticism that he'll have down low. Um, it really depends on the type of person he is. He knows that if, if you're going to be a post player and you're going to go to North Carolina, it's Tyler Hansborough time there. He's going to be a junior this coming year, so you know he's going to continue to be the cornerstone that he is for them, so he's definitely going to have to share minutes. If he comes here, it's more wide open down low. If he could really step into that, that missing position that they needed this entire year, um, I see his playing time going through the roof, so he could really play and learn like like Raymar did this season. Absolutely, that's what that's if I'm Coach Izzo, that's what I'm selling to Elvon Rowe. You're going to come in, you're going to make an immediate impact. You're going to play. Obviously, North Carolina is deep, but depth can be a problem when you have stars battling for minutes. And obviously, Coach Izzo is a genius at building team chemistry. Not necessarily a guy who goes out and gets highly touted players like Joe said. Shannon Brown, the last one that comes to mind, McDonald's All American. He won that 03 slam dunk contest. I don't care. What LeBron was in, you know, jump from the free throw line, did that 360. Yeah, you know, my vote was for Shannon Brown. But enough of Shannon Brown. I think this. Del- I think Delvon Rose is going to go ahead and go to Mich- go to Michigan State. Here's what he said. He said, "Quote: I love coaches of the coaching staff and the players they have coming in." Rose said when asked about Michigan State, "I like the way they do things. Coach Izzo pushes his players to the limit. He gets the best out of his players. Clearly, a kid that's been around the program." And then you know, props to Lansing State Journal for this quote. But nonetheless, um, I think tomorrow at 2.30, Delvon Rowe is gonna co- going to commit. We spend so much time on this because, like Joe said, this is a kid who could push us to a national championship. And I've seen Michigan State ranked as high as, as two next year in some of the preseason prediction polls with, with the talent base that they'll have returning. So a small attribution like him could definitely turn into a major asset and, and push him over the hill, especially in an era now where you have younger guys who are indefinite in a rush to, to get to the NBA. That four-year All-American players become a rare and far in between. So I, I, I know that's why Kevin Durant, like, um, if you talk, if you heard him talk before his uh, – his commitment to, to Texas, he was definitely sold on North Carolina. You know, he wanted to be a Tar Heel his entire life. Growing up, he said since he was 12, 13 years old, that's the only thing he wanted to play for. When he saw the commitment class that they had coming in this year with with the other uh, three freshmen who were top 15 in the nation, he immediately drew out because he wanted to be that solo star. So, I mean, it's a lot of different things you have to take into into account when you're trying to make a decision of what school you're going to and no solo stars in Tom Izzo's exactly. in Tom Izzo's program but Delvon Rowe he'd be in addition he'd be coming in in 09 so he joined Corey Lucius and I think I think they've got their eyes on a kid some kids one down in Georgia I got I got to do my research one down in Georgia and then one out east very east I'm thinking Connecticut so you're going into uh Yukon territory mm-hmm. out there so obviously and that and then there's a solid program again so obviously Coach Izzo's right there. I mean, how happy can you be? We're competing with North Carolina for a recruit. Uh, but enough about Delvon Rowe. When we come back, we're going to talk about, we'll wrap up the Maurice Joseph talk, see if he's going to go or stay in our segment of green versus white. And we'll talk about the Big Ten ACC Challenge. It's been announced who Michigan State will play, and it is a school from North Carolina. So we'll talk about who it is. Is it the Tar Heels or is it someone else? Also, Michigan State football, quick wrap-up. And Michigan loses running back Calvin Grady. Torn ACL, he'll be out for the season. We'll be back after these messages. 
You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. This is Impact's 89FM's The Spartan Sports Rep. I'm your host, Dan Duggar. This is my show. If you want to join me, call up 517-432-3893. That's 432-3893. You want to holler at me on the email, it's danduggar at gmail.com. Haven't got one in the inbox yet. Just created this specifically for you guys. So hopefully you put it to use. Dan Duggar, D-U-G-G-E-R at gmail.com. Back to the talk of Delvon Rowe. Hopefully he commits to Michigan State tomorrow at 2.30 p.m., a scheduled press conference at his high school in Ohio. I'm sure his ties with Raymar Morgan and playing in the AAU circuit with the likes of Summers, Lucas, Allen. Um, he'll, he'll make the commitment to Michigan State, although it's verbal, so it means nothing. Until, until he signs that paper. Uh, but the ACC Big Ten Challenge, we know Michigan State and the Big Ten themselves have not fared very well in this basketball preseason tournament. Uh, but we will host next year North Carolina State in the 2007 ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, the date is November 28th, the time 7 p.m. Uh, Michigan State not too hot in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, 4-3 and three overall. Wanda, not, not a bad team. They're going to be pretty solid next year. It's not your Duke or UNC, but clearly... Duke, a university that was bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, so at least it's not Miami or, Miami or Clemson. Right. So that just that's a quick note for you guys. Uh, but we progress to the green versus white segment of our show. If you want to chime in, 517-432-3893. If you're a Maurice Joseph, the sophomore guard who at one point this season led us in scoring through three games, do you transfer or do you stay? If I was him, I would definitely transfer. Um I don't see any reason. I don't see any reason really to stay. Um, his playing time is definitely going to get cut tremendously uh, in the next coming years. The competition is starting to tighten up on him. Um, he's becoming somewhat one-dimensional, and his confidence is so greatly affected if if his jumper's not falling that night. Um, it affects the rest of his game entirely. So, if I was him, I would transfer to a different school, try a new scenery, a new set. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's a bad player or the Michigan State just institution itself is a bad, but sometimes you just get bad fits, you know, for, for player and coaches. So if I was him, I would just try to check out a new place and, and, and see how that would work for me. But before we move on to our next panelist, I must acknowledge our first ever email on the new email system here for the Sports Wrap. It's Duggar at gmail.com. Hey, Dan, first let me say I love the show, and I listen to you guys every week. Keep up the great job to all of you. 
That's even you, Steve. <laughs> with passing along all the new information with MSU concerning sports and other issues, it's well appreciated. I just want to send a short email expressing my deepest sympathy to any and all family members and friends of the 32 lives lost at Virginia Tech today. The prayers of the community are definitely with them during this horrible time. Uh, Shanna Robinson. We thank Shanna for being a, a faithful listener here at the Sports Wrap. And clearly our prayers are with those affected in Virginia Tech uh, this evening. So hopefully that they're coping with as well. Um, but we appreciate your emails. It's danduggar at gmail.com or 517-432-3893 is the number. Um, back, to, back to the panels. Maurice Joseph, go or stay, Brigitte. Well, if he wants to improve his game and keep a good amount of minutes, I would definitely say for him to transfer. But, you know, if he wants to stay on a good Michigan State team and have the chance of possibly winning a championship, then it would be in his best interest to stay. But um, his minutes are definitely going to suffer next year if he does decide to stay here. And he will lose, um, I guess that, help me out, what's the word, that credibility. If, or he, if he leaves that, and goes to a school, it's not going to be a school yeah, of the caliber of Michigan gonna, State. I'm going to touch on that. Steve, your thoughts. Uh, if I was Maurice Joseph, I'd leave. He's going to be a junior next year, and when you're not going to play pro ball, you just want to play ball in college, and you just want to get as many minutes as you can. And I would definitely leave and sit out a year. Well, here's, here's the issue with me. If, if, if I'm Maurice Joseph, here's what I'm thinking, okay? I stay at Michigan State, yes, my, my minutes are going to be limited next year, but, but obviously that's going to make me want to work harder. But anywhere else I go, I'm not going to get the national recognition or clearly the shot to win a national championship. So here's the debate. Do I go somewhere to simply play, or do I swallow some pride, still have the chance to work hard? You never know. Maurice Joseph was recruited for a reason. He can score. And obviously he has not progressed the way Izzo or he himself would like to have progressed, but if he, he, can, he can still make it happen. His time here is not done, and fans, trust me, he's, he cannot be kicked out of here just because he's not playing good. Okay, right. He is signed to a four-year deal, if you want to put it like that. He's got tuition and housing paid for for four years. There's no way that he's going to get kicked out of here just because he hasn't been filling it up. Maurice Joseph is a hard worker. He's a gym rat. He knows he has to pick it up. So if I'm him, I'm, I may eventually stay. You know, Stay in a program that within the next two years that I have of eligibility left, I could very well win a national title my, the, my senior year here. There's an outside shot that next year Michigan State, I looked it up today, is a 20-1 to 1 favorite to win. The odds are 20-1 to 1 that Michigan State wins the national championship next year. That's pretty solid. Under the guidance mm-hmm. of Drew Neitzel, okay? You added in, yes, in, this, in the era of basketball today, with as many good players there are out there, you can win with talented freshmen. You don't need a, a, a team of all four-year players that are veterans Clearly, you can get it done with a mixture of both veterans and rookies into the game, and I think that's what we'll have next year. Think of an improved Marquise Gray who's going to have a summer to play, not to recoup from injury. Think of an Edong Ebok who's going to, I think, in the mold of a Drew Namick defensively, who's going to obviously add to his offensive array. And then we have a Drew Namick who is, you know, people think he graduated. No, I saw Drew Namick the other day talking about a 7 a.m. lift. These guys are back in the weight room getting strong. And obviously, during that stretch of wins Michigan State had, Drew Namick was playing well. Combine that with an All-American in Drew Neitzel. And on the perimeter, we're going to have some Gunners, Chris Allen, Darrell Summers. And then backing up, we'll finally have some depth in the backcourt. Not to mention, Travis Walton can lock up anyone in the nation that plays 1, 2, or 3. I, don't, I cannot argue with that. I would stay. I mean, obviously, your limits are going to be minuted, limited minutes. But if you want that ring... 
Take a seat. Stay where you're at. Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue. Is it individual glory or are you staying to play for a team accomplishment? I think that's the biggest decision that he has looking at him. If he does transfer, like you said, it will not be to a program at the level or magnitude of a Michigan State University. So he will be digressing a little bit in the level of competition, definitely within the conference that he will be playing in. So... I mean, that would probably give him more room, as we have stated, to to play more minutes and and fill out more stats in in the stat book. But overall, I mean, it is a tough decision to make. Um, Do you want to go play in a situation where you are playing against lesser talent or do you want to stay and stick it out and be the best you can against the best that they are to offer? Absolutely. 517-432-3893 is the number if you want to get in on this show tonight. Brigitte? Yeah, I can't agree more with Juan. I think you definitely stay. Um, if you want to get the championship, but like we said, if he wants the individual glory, you move on to get your minutes. So, but your your gut feelings that Mojo's going to dip? I think he'll stay. You think he'll stay? I think he'll stay. Actually. You think he'll stay? So uh, the board looks like we're somewhat split here. Yeah, we're split. So S- Steve, obviously, you think Mojo's going to go? Yeah, I think he's going to go. And you're going as well. So you're you're going <laughs> <laughs> to be transferring to be a Boilermaker. But you know, your time here on the Sport Trap has been appreciated, my friend. You, I mean, you got a few shows left. I yeah. mean, if I, if I don't bag you before, no, I, w- I wouldn't do such a thing. But you've been a great help here at the Sports Wrap. Steve is going to be a boiler maker, boiler up. But yeah, um, quick recap of the show. Sarah Brown joined us at the top of the hour. She's a Michigan State women's golfer. Yes, we've been doing our fair share of women's sports coverage. So I don't want to hear any bickering out there Bickering. among Sports Nation. <laughs> um, our our prayers and thoughts go out to the 32 dad at Virginia Tech. Delvon Rowe. He'll announce tomorrow if he'll be a Spartan. One of the highly most highly touted recruits that Tom Izzo has ever recruited. He's ranked number five nationally. Tomorrow at 2.30 he will announce. Um, obviously, people amongst the Spartan faithful will be awaiting that decision. Joe Rextro of the Lansing State Journal joined us, speaking about the prep spotlight all-star extravaganza that took place this past weekend and the talent that was there, and he said Delvon Rowe is the real deal. Obviously he is if Coach Izzo is recruiting him. Michigan State's going to host North Carolina State in the 2007 ACC Big Ten Challenge. That's going to be November 28th at 7 p.m. So in Drew Neitzel's last year here, North Carolina State comes in and visits. It's a bump up from what Georgia Tech we had a couple years back here Mm -hmm. that we almost didn't beat. Uh, Georgia Tech almost got off a three at the buzzer. I remember that one. Uh, But Chris Joseph, Mojo's little brother, has committed to Syracuse. I tried to get in contact with assistant coach Rob Murphy at Syracuse. Didn't happen. was going to get him on for a comment. Um, But I hope to get a comment from him next week. Uh, Mojo, uh, he has not made a decision to transfer. And and I don't know if he even will. You know, a chance to win a national championship either way. Mojo's a great guy and a great character man. Um, Michigan State football, green and white game Saturday. I forgot to mention this. 1.30 p.m. Um, Everyone's invited. Um, Spartan Stadium, um, you're going to see uh, Juan's boy, Brian Hoyer, at the helm. Uh, you're going to see the hopefully new and improved defense. And, and what secondaries coach Harlan Barnett says, two of the best safeties in the nation. Juan, quickly, do you agree? Do we have two of the best safeties in the nation? Oh, that's a little ambitious, but uh, I think they're going to be more solid than they were this previous year. So Clearly, there was some getting mossed going yeah. on. So I, I don't know. I think the defense as a whole will be better. I think the new scheme that he plays, um, they're getting a lot of players back that's, that's going to be healthy this year. Um, and not even that, you have a lot of guys who've played with each other for a couple years now. So just that cohesion as a unit is going to definitely help out. Coming up in the weeks to come, I'm going to have guests such as Drew Neitzel, 
Yes, sir. The little man, Night. We call him Nitro. He's going to be on the show with us. Also, I'm going to try to get Marquise Gray and talk a little bit. And I'm going to get some Michigan State football players for you. If you, if you, don't, if you can remember way back to the summertime, we had Ojemdi Nuabo and Justin Kershaw in the studio with us. And boy, were they right. I'm going to try to get those same two back and kind of reflect on what they've been through in this past year. So hopefully I can get a hold of Justin Kershaw and OG as both have been playing well and Justin Kershaw has been moving around positions, but both are still slotted to start. So the this, this football spring game, one thirty Saturday. Sorry I won't be there covering it. There's a three-on-three basketball tournament going on, Juan. I'm entered in it. Grand prize, trip to Las Vegas. Need that. I, I need that, Juan. <laughs> you need that. Uh, I, need, I need to get out there this summer for some NBA Summer League action. So that. I'm hoping to take care of that this Saturday in the uh, the three-on-three basketball tournament at IMS. Nonetheless, uh, his name is Steve. He's going to be gone to to Purdue to be a Boilermaker. So boiler up for you, Steve. Uh, her name's Rajit. She's been with us for quite some time now. And for my main man, Dewan Simmons, that's capital D. And that's a capital J as well, but he's from the Detroit City. He joins me every week, as you should as well. We're here at 88.9 on the dial or impact89fm.com. So stay with us weekly. Next up is the Jazz Spectrum. His name's Jess Shoop. He's got some records, some CDs, and some MP3s to kick for you tonight. I'm out of here. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in next Monday at 7 p.m. for more commentary on your favorite teams. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.